This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, June the 23rd. We come off a really disappointing Phillies loss last night. It was a disappointing loss, a game that it felt like in the end they had a chance to steal at the end of the game. They were unable to do it, ultimately end up losing 3-2, a game that had a lot of interesting action in it, which we will get into, which has potentially wide-ranging effects for the season for the league. You know, as we know, you know, the, uh, the substance check started Monday, and boy, did we have a... Substance check fracas last night at Citizens Bank Park. We'll dive into it all, but ultimately on a basic level, a frustrating night from the Phils. Um, we'll get to the the antics and the Girardi and Scherzer of it all, as that ultimately was the story of the night. But but to us as Phillies fans, the story of the night is the Phillies lost the game three to two. I mean, that's what matters most. All the other stuff's fluff, and we'll get into the fluff. Trust me. But it was a disappointing showing, you know, coming back home after going two and four on the West Coast trip, which, you know, look, all all we were asking for was three and three, which, you know, in and of itself, that that's all we're asking for is a disappointment, obviously, but it is what it is. You know, three three out of six would have felt like a massive win. Two out of four, two out of six felt like, felt like, um, you know, fine. It's like, okay, it could have been worse. But coming home, you need them to take care of business against a Nationals team that was one game behind them going into that game. Now they're tied with the freaking Nationals. Just a massive disappointment. You know, and, and the Nationals, like the one team they've been able to handle, they weren't able to handle yesterday at 3-2 to two loss, and now all of a sudden everyone's all tied up. So... The Mets are in first, then it's Atlanta, Philly, Washington. All three teams are four games back of the Mets. Jeez Louise. You know, as if it weren't just enough to chase the Mets, the Phillies had 
put themselves nice and, and firmly in that second place position, a couple games up on everyone, and no longer the case. Now it is everyone, except the Marlins were eight games back. Everyone's four games back of the Mets. And uh, and again, at this point, they, they had a chance to gain a game on the Mets last night if they were able to pull that one out. Uh, and again, push the Nationals a further game away, unable to do that. Today's game, day game, becomes so much more important. But yesterday, that much more frustrating on, on just so many levels. First and foremost, obviously, look, we're not going to kill Zach Wheeler here. Obviously, the guy's been the best player on the team this season. But, you know, he didn't have it last night. Shortest outing of his career. Only goes three innings, allows three runs. Could have been worse, I suppose. You know, we've seen, you know, Aaron Nola didn't even last three innings and give up six runs in San Francisco this weekend, so better than that, I suppose. But it was frustrating because, you know, this team has come to rely so heavily on Zach Wheeler when he's on the hill, and I know he's going up against Max Scherzer, and we'll get into the, all that. But, um, you know, you've come to count on them showing up when Wheeler's there, you know, because of Wheeler. Wheeler's showing up, and when Wheeler didn't show up, it... uh. And again, not you know, you're not going to blame Zach Wheeler's just first bat outing of the season. I guess second, he had the uh, uh, six innings, four runs, where he gave up all four runs in the first innings. It's like outside of that one inning, it's like his second bat outing of the year, and uh, it's too bad. But look, it's going to happen, and his guy's got to pick him up. And and what happened last night was no one, no one picked him up, no one. Just a, a embarrassing offensive performance in the Phillies. The Phillies scored two runs on two home runs and get. And just unable to to manufacture base runners. They end up with six hits. They had three hits going into the ninth inning. And they come very close to scoring in the ninth. The ninth inning was just as disappointing an inning as it gets. I mean, really just a kick in the junk is going into the bottom of the ninth, uh, three to two. Um, Phillies get a runner on second base to start the inning. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, Alec Bohm doubles to start the inning. Runner on second. No outs. First of all, I don't know how you don't bump Brad Miller there. I love Brad Miller's good hitter, and I know you got Ronald Therese coming up next, so that's an issue, but it's almost a must-bunt in that spot. I- I'm I'm absolutely floored, and look, Girardi wasn't there. He was kicked out by this point in the game. We'll get to that. Um, But it was such a must-bunt. In this way, it was so aggravating that they did. I, I mean, I still I wake up this morning and wonder how do you how do you not bunt in that situation? It's Larry Anderson was talking about it at the end of the game. Just couldn't believe it. Said you you don't lose this game if you bunt. And and they didn't bunt, and it was really astounding. They end up still loading the bases with one out. Even with that mistake, they still load the bases with one out as Brad Miller flies out, then Ron Torres hit by a pitch. Matt Veerling into pinch hit for Alvarado. Infield single dribbles one. Nats aren't able to play. You have bases loaded, one out, down one run. So you have a runner on second and no outs. And then you end up with the bases loaded and one out. A short fly out to left, a ground out, game over. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Come on. You can't lose games like that. This team isn't good enough. This team is not good enough to lose games like that. They're just not. You can't give those games away. It's so frustrating. 
then just in general, offensively, just no one shows up. Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, no one else. That was it. Those guys showed up. Reese goes two for five, opposite field double, massive, massive home run in the eighth inning to make it three to two to keep the Phillies in the game. Bryce was the one who got them on the board to begin with. An early home run off Scherzer, just tank shot to the upper deck in right field. Really got a hold of one. Um, nice to see Bryce flashing some power. Look, we've talked a lot, especially yesterday, about needing more from Bryce Harper, about needing more. And look, I still think the energy, the effort is still not where we needed to be even last night. But if Bryce can start to flash that power, start to get on a bit of a streak offensively, I mean, that would be massive. He does get two hits, two for four with the run and RBI in that one. Um, That was it. You know, Alec Bohm has a double, Matt Veerling has a single, a, a, a nublin RBI single, or excuse me, infield single in the ninth that we talked about, but that was it. That was it. Two hits from guys not named Bryce Harper or Reese Hoskins. Just unable to capitalize. Had opportunities with runners on early, unable to capitalize. Obviously, the ninth inning, runner on second, no outs. Bases loaded, one out. It's just disappointing. It's disappointing because this team has to find ways to win games like that. They stayed in it. Shout out to the bullpen. I mean, just a phenomenal job. You know, Wheeler, after he gives you that, you know, worst outing of the season, shortest outing of his career, three innings, three runs, six hits, one walk, four strikeouts, 73 pitches. ERA still at 236, by the way, just showing how phenomenal he's been. But then the Phillies get a mishmash of guys and get it done. Bailey Falter, clean inning. Connor Brogdon, an inning in a third. Ranger Suarez, an inning in two thirds. Where would this team be without Ranger Suarez and his .670 ERA? Dude is amazing. Ranger comes in into a tough spot and gets outs. Archie Bradley, clean inning. Jose Alvarado, clean inning. Alvarado's been good lately. Find the plate, two strikeouts. The bullpen was great. The bullpen kept them in this game after a bad outing from Zach Wheeler. Gave them a chance. They could only muster two runs. And look, I get it against Scherzer. Scherzer's great. I get it. But he had a lot of shots at the bullpen, too. Scherzer only went five innings. Austin Voth, Tanner Rainey, Brad Hand, come on. It was just a disappointment last night, a real disappointment, a bummer of a loss from your Philadelphia Phillies, a game they have to win. It's a game they got to win against a, a, a division rival at home who is right there with you in the record and the standings. Like They got to win these type of games. They got to win them more often. It feels like these type of games, they lose more often than they win, and certainly at home with the 10 games under 500 record on the road, you got to win these games. If you want to compete, you got to win these games. They have to. You can't have bases loaded, one out in the bottom of the ninth, down one run and lose. You can't. You can't have that. You got to be better. We need more. Desperately. Like, man, it is It is frustrating. I'm frustrated by this baseball team right now. Because that was a winnable game. You had an opportunity where, where Wheeler didn't have it to pick him up and win that baseball game. And the bullpen did their job. And the offense wasn't able to. The guys weren't able to. Just unable to get anything going, even on a day when your manager gets kicked out, where there's all this energy in the ballpark, where there's excitement and fire. Nothing. It felt like the offense was asleep for five innings. They didn't get a hit from the third to the eighth. You know, I mean, enough. Show up, boys. Show up. And then, 
even after not showing up for the entire middle portion of the game offensively, they still had the game in their hands in the bottom of the ninth. And they couldn't convert. And it's frustrating. It's a frustrating, disappointing loss. And um, I'm frustrated. I'm disappointed with the team. It really, really, really bugged me that they lost that game. It felt like a game they had to win. It felt like a game they should win in the moment. It's a game they had. A game they could steal. All that stuff. And they didn't. And... Again, until this team finds ways to win those type of games and then obviously went on the road, they're, they're going to be what they are. You know, middling, mediocre, 500-ish. That's what they feel like right now. They don't feel better than that. They have the ability and talent to be better than that. They should be better than that. They're not. Certainly not right now. And yesterday, just another example. Inability to convert when necessary. No big hits. No big plays. Just frustration. And that's where we're at right now. And, and this, again, like, obviously, I mean, you know, again, June, must win today. <laughs> Flat out must win, it feels like. It does. I mean, it's not. I get it. But, man, if you lose this game, fall another game behind the Nats before you go to New York, you're on the road again. Five straight on the road, you know, four in New York, one in Cincinnati. Not great. Must-ish win today. I mean, just an important game. Bounce back after last night. Find a way. Find a way. Find a way. We'll get to the matchup a little bit later. All right. The other thing, as I, you know, frustrated as last night was, there was so much. It was a whole other part of the evening, outside of the win-loss part of it, as we saw our first real major. Checking of substances situation, courtesy of Joe Girardi. So starting on Monday, as you, I'm sure you've noticed, if you watch baseball games, you've seen the umpires checking pitchers as they go on and off the field um, prior to the inning. Generally, it seems at the end of an inning they're coming out, which is a weird thing Scott Fransky pointed out. He's like, kind of weird that they check at the end of an inning where, like, you know, if a pitcher went out and just mowed down three straight guys, then they come out and they had a substance. It's like, well... You know, but what about those three guys that just got mowed down, right? You know, it's just too bad, you know, even though he's cheating, right? So that, that's a flaw in the system. But it does seem they're checking uh, mostly off when they come off. But either way, they are checking, and it has been very clear. And Max Scherzer was checked before the game and didn't look psyched. Certainly didn't look happy about it. Then checking the third inning, and then we get to the fourth inning. And... uh all of a sudden, the umpires, middle of the game, middle of an inning, umpires stopping the inning to come out and and we're like, what's going on here? And Max Scherzer, we can't, can't hear anything, obviously, but Max Scherzer takes his hat off, starts unbuckling his pants. It looks like he's derobing on the mound. Never seen anything like that. Obviously, we find out that they were coming out to check Max Scherzer uh, because Joe Girardi had asked them to check Max Scherzer. Now, here's the weird part. So apparently, it happened... After Alec Bohm almost got hit, um, as uh, there was a pitch in that inning where uh, a pitch got away from Scherzer and uh, kind of up in the face of Bohm, Bohm flies to the ground. I will say uh, it wasn't quite as close as it looked in the moment, especially based on Bohm's reaction. Uh, it was still, he was okay. It wasn't that close. But regardless, um, according to Joe Girardi, he said, quote unquote, it was suspicious for me. Um, and he had them check uh, Scherzer. Now, the weird part of this was for me in, in the moment, 
as it happened, my thought when the ball almost hit Bohm was, oh, he can't control the ball like he normally can because he's not using something. That was my thought. My interpretation was, oh, he doesn't have as good a grip on the ball, and it, and it kind of flew away. As we've heard pitchers talk about, about guys getting hit because they're not going to be able to grip the ball as well. That's what I thought. It's really interesting that, that Girardi went the other way. Um, Girardi said that that was the reason he thought he might be using something, which honestly is a little antithetical. Um, and Girardi did say prior to the game that he would not ask a pitcher to be checked merely for gamesmanship. Rather, he would do it if he legitimately believed there was a case. And man, um, he essentially admitted after the game that he did it because of gamesmanship. It felt pretty clear in the moment it was because of gamesmanship and, and gamesmanship and the idea of trying to throw Scherzer off. Um, look, I don't love it. I'm I'm fine with any edge to gain an edge and all that, but this felt. Um, I thought it was pretty clear that Scherzer wasn't using something. But again, look, he did keep going to his hat, and there was a white-looking substance on his hat. Um, so I, I get it. I'm not going to kill Girardi for it. I think the, the bigger thing was it just felt like Girardi, my feeling on it was he didn't have any handle on his team that night, and there was nothing they could do, and he said, screw it, I'll try this. Um, Scherzer was not not happy. Scherzer was like, these are Manfred, rule, Manfred rules. Go ask him what he wants to do with this. He said, I would have had to be an absolute fool to actually use something tonight when everybody's antenna is so far high they'd look for anything. I have absolutely zero on me. I have nothing on me. Check whatever you want. I'll take off all my clothes if you want to see me. He went on to say, I almost put a 95-mile-per-hour fastball in his head because the ball slipped out of my hand. The whole night I was sick of kind of licking my fingers and tasting rosin the whole night. He said, I got nothing. Uh, appeared to repeat to the umpires and yelling his hands just wet. Uh, and the umpire said nothing but sweat, he had. Um, and Scherzer was pissed. And I get it, man. He wasn't using anything. And, and, and I'm happy he confirmed my my thought. My thought when I saw that bone blade was that it slipped out of his hand and that we're going to see more of that type of stuff. Um, it just felt like Girardi was grasping at straws. And I think it was a risky strategy. You know, this is a team that you play a lot. Uh, you got to play again today. And you're just adding fuel to their fire, especially a guy like Max Scherzer is such a competitor and so intense. Um, again, if you think there's a legitimate chance you're going to catch the guy that he's doing something, do it. But Girardi basically admitted it was gamesmanship after, and he didn't say it in as many words, but he basically said, I'm going to do whatever it takes for my team to win. I like that philosophy uh, on, on its face, but... I think you're playing with fire here. Uh, this is a volatile situation for Major League Baseball between its players and umpires and the the state of the game. No one, it appears, is happy about this. <laughs> you know, no, maybe JT Romuto, but it, it seems like players are not happy about this whole situation. The way it went down, we've talked a lot about that. The Tyler Glass now comments, the Trevor Bauer comments, all these other comments. Um, I'm sure Max Scherzer isn't happy about it. And um, to do it the way Girardi did it, it just felt like it was a little, a little, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, a little too playful in a way. A little too, uh, you know, playing with the rules a bit. 
Playful's not. Playful's too lighthearted a word. Cheeky, probably not the right word either. But the point is, it felt like it was, again, um, a strategy to to mess with Scherzer more so than an actual belief that he was doing it. Um, and look, it would lead to him getting ejected. Um, after Scherzer sent the Phillies down in order in the fifth, he stared, stared daggers into the Phillies dugout and Girardi, and Girardi lost it. I mean, it was the most uh, lack of composure we've seen from Girardi in, in a situation like this as he hopped out onto the field, was motioning with his hands, was screaming at the Nationals dugout, and uh, got himself dejected. <laughs> it was like, what are you doing, Joe? Pull it together, pal. Um uh, Girardi said after the game, I'm not playing games. I'm trying to win games here. I have respect for Max and what he's done in his career, but I have to do what's right for our team. Uh, Scherzer uh, mocked Girardi from the Washington dugout, holding his hat and glove up as if to ask the skipper if he wanted to check again. That happened prior. Um, and Scherzer said this after the game. He said, hopefully the players across this league understand that what we're doing right now, this is not the answer. There is a problem with spider tag in the game, and we've got to get rid of that but I also think there's a way to handle this in a better way. We're going to continue to have a lot more events like this happen. As pitchers evolve to this, pitchers aren't going to be happy doing this because we're trying to play by the rules. And that's his point. What he's saying is they're trying to to go with what Major League Baseball is forcing them to do, which none of them are happy about, and that's a whole separate discussion. But he's saying, look, I'm not using a substance. You're checking me for substances when I'm not using a substance. I'm going to get pissed about that. I get it. I also get why, you know, you got to be checked. Sorry. Like, everyone's using stuff. Like, and that's the rule that's been, you know, put in place to to change. So they're going to check and you got to deal with it and whatever. So you can't be extra mad that you have to follow the rules. But I understand how someone like Scherzer and the Nationals would be annoyed if Girardi is doing this in a way to just throw Max Scherzer off, because guess what? You're, they're going to do that to Arnola. They're going to do that to whoever, and it might even escalate more than that. I don't know. It could, though. I just thought it was a a really risky play by Joe Girardi for what is ultimately a very minor game. What happens? You throw Scherzer off? Probably not. I mean, we're talking about Max Scherzer here. Maybe if it's a young stud guy you're trying to throw off, okay, Max Scherzer... Look, I actually think, personally, it it almost motivated Scherzer more. He seemed locked, more locked in that last inning he was in. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think it had the intended effect that Girardi was going for. And even then, it's just Bush League. It's a little bit the phrase I was going for before. It's a little Bush league It is. You know, I get it. Like, these guys are getting checked. They got checked in the first and third inning. And then you're asking for him to be checked in the fourth. Like, I get it. I get it. If I'm Max Scherzer, I'm annoyed too. And I'm surprised Girardi did it. Girardi's like a baseball guy, uh, 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 seeming like a kind of classical baseball guy. I'm surprised he did it. And I, maybe it just is a, a a sign of the frustration that he holds right now, the inability to get his team going that he thought, all right, well, I got to do this. I don't know. But I thought it was a risky play from Girardi. Again, to say it that way, I thought it was risky. And I think it could backfire I, I, on in long in the long run. And look, I don't know what his players thought of it. I, I don't know if they liked it or not. I'm sure there were players on the team who didn't. I'm sure. Um, 
The other thing Zach Wheeler uh, said he he doesn't use anything ever, and you know he was asked about that with his struggles, but that makes sense too. And apparently, the reason they asked um, one of the other reasons, and I heard this on the broadcast that they asked that Jordy asked to have Scherzer checked was a decreased spin rate throughout the game, which is just fascinating. The idea that they can watch this stuff in real time and see these things. I mean, at this point, it feels like you'd have to be a complete and total idiot as a pitcher to try and cheat. I mean, they are really locking down this stuff. And if managers are going to be asking for checks, it just seems just like you're asking to be caught. But on the whole, I think that last night, look, I want my manager to try and win baseball games and to do anything he can to win them. I think last night he might have taken an unnecessary risk, you know, a risk where I don't know if it really helps you win a baseball game. Again, I don't. I don't think you're going to... I honestly think doing that to Scherzer almost locked him in more than the reverse effect. So there's that. And then on top of it, it just... You're you're playing with fire. I feel like Joe Girardi was playing with fire last night. This is, again, to hammer it home, the most volatile thing going on in baseball in a while, it feels like, in the moment. You know, obviously the Astros cheating thing, but that was different. That was just one team and everyone mad at them. This is, like, all throughout baseball. And it affects everybody. And it seems like a lot of people have very, very, very strong feelings about it. And you're already kind of playing with that. I just think it was a dangerous approach. And I, I didn't love it. And I hope it doesn't go back to bite them today. I hope they don't lose like 10-1. Because it wouldn't be shocking to see the Nats come out and be super pissed and super angry and fuel that into talent and the fire into winning. Well, at least you got Vinny on there, right? So no problem. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Vinny versus Eric Fetty. Uh, in theory, a, a matchup of similar talents, but... Eric Faye's been really good for the Nats. He's pitched really well, and obviously we've seen him a lot over the years here in Philly against Philly, so we'll see. Hopefully the Phillies know him well enough that they can get to him. Obviously Vinny has not been great for a while. You hope you can get four or five, two runs out of him maybe. Is that is that asking too much? I don't think so. I think that's fair. Uh, either way, again, I go back to it, but like a borderline must win. It's not. You got four New York this weekend. It's not a must win, but it's a damn important game. The Phillies need to find a way to win it, especially after all the stuff yesterday. Beat the Nats today, and then head in New York off a win, and and then it gets real. Um, off day tomorrow. Obviously, we'll be back to react to the game today and all that, and then look ahead to the most important series of the season in New York this weekend. So much to go on, and, and the Phillies need to win some of these games, so, so it starts today. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.